Hi, this is Annie Fox of Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is Dr. Robin Silverman. Dr. Robin is a child and teen specialist, and today she and I will be discussing her new podcast, How to Talk to Kids About Anything. Hi, Robin. Welcome to Family Confidential. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm always happy to talk to you, Robin. I've been following your work for years now, and I'm so happy to have this opportunity to talk about what's not always easy to talk about, especially with kids. And I know that your podcast is is called How to Talk to Kids About Anything, and so I thought I'd start off with asking you what the most challenging conversation you ever had to have with a child. That is an awesome question and uh, actually quite revealing. It actually isn't with my own kids. It was with my niece, and uh, it was time to talk about uh, menstruation. And the reason why it was challenging is because I I was caught off guard a little bit, and my brother is, uh, is divorced, so he wanted to make sure that she had somebody to talk to, but didn't give me any warning or anything. I don't even know if he actually knew that it was happening. I think he uh, you know, came to realize it after, and she had a lot of questions mm-hmm. about what was going on with her. And it's not something that is embarrassing or strange. It's just when your children are younger, you you might not actually even be ready for that kind of conversation, but they can come out of thin air and they can come out from any child. So I had this conversation with her and, you know, I was on the spot, but I think it went extremely well given the circumstance. And, you know, at the end of it, I was so excited that she came to me to talk to me about it. I felt really honored and I felt like it was something that moved our relationship forward even more than where it was at the time. Well, obviously, she felt close to you and trusted you to be able to, um, assuming she initiated the conversation with questions. She did. She yeah. actually did. Yes. <clears throat> so I'm, what I'm thinking now is when that happens, yeah, you can absolutely be put on the spot and... First thing I could think of is you might want to take a slow, deep breath in case you're not in your comfort zone and collect your thoughts. Um, What other tips do you have for parents when a a question comes up like, like, you know, um, what's going on with my body or um, something that is not a topic that you're well versed in in terms of conversations? Um, Aside from taking a slow, deep breath, what other tips might you have for a parent? Right. Well, the first thing I would say is to make sure that you're listening. It's important to listen to what's going on, listen to your child, and make sure you're taking it in. A conversation is something that happens between two people or three people or four people. It is not something that only has one voice. It's not a soliloquy. So make sure that you are listening to what the other person is saying. You know, don't go in with such an agenda. When we go in with an agenda, we're like, oh, I want to talk about this and this and this and this and this. It's really hard to be present and listen. Make sure you put away all those distractions. Nothing is a bigger turnoff to people, but certainly to kids and teens than when you start doing all kinds of other things, multitasking, looking at your phone. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know it annoys us, right? So you make sure you're putting those things away. And then realize and give yourself a break. 
you don't need to know all the answers right away. You can tell them, you know, let's look that up. Good. Let me think about that. Let's take some time. What do you think about it? What have you heard about it? And let it be an exploratory conversation where two people are talking heart to heart without you feeling like you need to be a textbook. I really like so much of what you're saying. The, the, um, calming down and and the putting away distractions because yeah the message should be you are what's important to me right now not checking my facebook status or or any of that other stuff that is so easy to draw us away and also the idea that um you don't have to as a parent have all the answers that really you just need to have a willingness to listen wholeheartedly and open-mindedly so that you can actually hear what it is the child wants and needs Right, exactly. And it's funny, like you might be somebody who is very well versed in a particular topic, but when it comes to your kids or people you really care about, you might fumble a little bit. Um, You know, I know a lot about the body. I study body image. I've written books on body image. But when somebody really close to me says something like my daughter, you know, was looking in the mirror one day and she says, mommy, am I beautiful? Mm. You have to take a step back for a moment and take a breath because there's so many emotions and then, you know, go forth with what you're saying. And if it turns out that you say something you wish you hadn't said or you don't say something you wish you had said, it's okay. You know, parenting, as I say, is the ultimate do over. (laughs) You, You know, you don't have to get it all right the first time. You can apologize and try again or you can come back and say, I really wish I said this. Can can we continue the conversation? I love that because what it shows a child is that you, like they themselves, are a work in progress. Exactly. And you don't get it. Very few people get it right the first time. I know. And when you right. can apologize and, and you're also saying, you know, I've thought about this mm-hmm. and and I want to take another try. Um, right. Can we? Con- I love that. Can we continue the conversation? I'd like to continue the conversation. Exactly. It, it's, exactly. It, it's very sincere, and it, it feels it feels authentic, and it also feels like right. always the good role modeling because we make mistakes. Right. We always make mistakes. Right. So you've got questions that might come at you. How about the yes. idea of having a conversation with a child when a situation, a family situation, just comes up, and you have the information, and they are completely in the dark because they haven't mm-hmm. learned about it yet, but you, you feel you, you need to include them at least on some level with what's going on that maybe that probably is going to affect the whole family. Um, is that different? Well, I think it's different because you're, you know, there's no basis to the conversation in the other person's head so that, you know, they're not coming to you with the information. But at the same time, it's similar in the sense that, again, it's not a soliloquy. You're sitting down with the child and you want to make sure that you're being authentic and present and you're not distracted. Um, but things like the death of a pet or um, which is what, you know, one of the things that we talk about on the podcast or, you know, the death of a person or, um, you know, something happens in the family like a divorce. Mm-hmm. These are things that the child probably doesn't have information on, but they may have a sense about things. You know, kids are really smart. Um, our dog, unfortunately, passed away in December. Right. And um you know, he's a great dog, 16 years old, 
my kids are smart. They knew he's been slowing down. He hasn't been doing as well. He's been having trouble, you know, just functioning in so many ways. We've had to pick him up to bring him outside. I mean, lots of things that indicate that he was sort of towards the end of life. Now, remember, this isn't one conversation. It's a series of conversations so much of the time. So it wasn't a huge surprise when we needed to be able to say, you know, guys, we're at that point where we feel like Casey is suffering. We don't want him to suffer. And we need to make some choices that are going to be really hard. And we bring them into that conversation and allow them to express themselves. You know, what what have they been thinking? What have they been seeing? And then how do they feel about what we're saying to them? And then it was many conversations after. And I tell you, you know, it's been months now and we still talk about it and we're still going to be honoring our dog. So you know, these are times where our kids know more than we think they do. And so, so many times, even when we were talking to somebody about divorce, like, hey, have you seen what's been going on? Have you been feeling what's going on? Of course you have. This is this is what's really going on behind the scenes. I'm glad you brought up divorce because um, that involves another parent, which yes. and I'm thinking, okay, um, do I, for example, tell my child how I feel about what's going on or am I just kind of putting out information in a neutral way? And um, soliciting their feelings about this news or their observations of what's been going on um, recently between the two parents. Um, it, I know that the way divorce is, is handled within families varies tremendously. And as of a course. result of the way it's handled, that can set up all kinds of antagonisms between kid and right. the other parent and taking sides with one parent and it's a it's a terrible mess and so it is. so i'm i'm wondering i'm sure there's not any one right way to do it but there're probably some right. wrong ways to do it right <laughs> yes i would say so and i i've already interviewed a couple of experts on divorce and they're they're going to be coming up on the podcast. Uh, I've already recorded them. They're amazing people. And from those guests and from my own research, I know that it is really a good thing if both parents can come together and sit down with their kids and talk to them as co-parents, you know, so that it's a family conversation, not this person is saying it, then the other person is saying it. it. And it is important to do that. And then, of course, this is the change in the family. Anytime there's a change, there's going to be great emotion. If we constantly, you know, bottle up those emotions or shield people from emotions, our children, we're saying to them that we shouldn't be expressing them. Well, that's not right. We want to make sure, of course, we're not carrying on and saying things that are bad about the other parent or, you know, that we're crying uncontrollably to our child. That's something more for, you know, our friends and, you know, people who are part of our support system. But of course we can say, I'm sad. I'm upset that this is ending. I'm sad that this is happening. I'm upset that you're upset, you know, and, and express that, um, you're human, but if, if, if from the experts that I've interviewed and, and my own research, it's important to have your own support system mm-hmm. so that you're not unloading on your children, whether it's the death of a family member 
or divorce or something else that's really affecting you, you need your own support system to make sure that you're you're steady on your feet while you're talking to your kids. Okay, I've got one more question about divorce because I've done a lot of um, parent coaching with parents who are separated and or divorced. And when their kids reach the teen years and that happens, um, all kinds of well, you know, kids pull away from their parents anyway <laughs> during that time right. as as a natural um, trajectory of moving towards young adulthood. But when parents split up at that time, um, well, anyway, I'll just ask my question. And my question is this. If there's been an infidelity that caused the breakup, mm-hmm. and how much of that kind of information should parents or a parent, usually the wronged party, share with the the tween or teen? Mm. Yeah, that's a really, really tough question. And from the experts that I've interviewed, it's really important that the parents come together and talk about how they're going to be presenting this information to the kids. The kids don't need to know all the gory details because if they do, they sometimes aren't able to you know, f- figure out how to deal with them. And sometimes, of course, they'll figure it out on their own and the information will come out. And that is the time when that child really needs some support. And it may not be you. Ah, yes. That is the right person. So important. They may need a coach like you. Mm-hmm. They may need um, a, somebody who is a therapist or somebody who is a divorce coach in particular, these amazing people I interviewed. The, to talk with them and allow them to express themselves, their anger, their frustration, their confusion on um, about what's what happened, that they've always been told that, you know, you, you're straight up, you have integrity, and, and then somebody disappointed them. But it's also time to talk about how people do make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those mistakes have really, really tough consequences. Other times, you know, there's there's room for forgiveness and moving forward. But sometimes it's about now there needs to be a change because of a break in trust. These are all conversations we need to have with kids, especially when they move to the teenage years and understand what does it mean to be a caring partner? I interviewed somebody on uh, on the podcast, Richard Weisbord, who talks about romantic relationships and how we can talk to kids about love and caring and romantic relationships and how to be. What an important lesson for these kids to learn about how to be in a nurturing, caring relationship and and when mistakes are made, what to do. And before you think to make that mistake, what should you be worrying about or thinking about or concerning yourself with? Yeah, especially with teenagers. And that is such, it's so this this family situation, this huge change in the family that's created by a divorce, and in this example we're talking about infidelity, um, can be a tremendously positive life lesson mm-hmm. for kids. It really and, can. and especially in the way that both parents um, talk about it and deal with it moving forward. Yes, and it can be a conversation, like not just divorce, but we're talking about sex or porn or what if you got on the wrong screen or somebody showed you something you you knew you've made you feel uncomfortable uh, you know there are so many conversations we need to yeah. be having with kids and i think the biggest mistake we ha- we make is not having them 
For, for sure, for sure. Uh, or to be so awkward that you give the kid the message. Um, yeah, I know you have a question. So please don't ask me this because I don't really want to talk yeah. about it. <laughs> right. I, or just shutting them down and saying, like, if somebody's like, oh, you know, um, I'm, I, I, I've been hearing a lot about porn or sex or it's very uncomfortable conversations, right? And you say, uh, you're too young for that. Yeah. Right? I, I should, we shouldn't be talking about that. I'll talk about that when we're older. Yeah. You're older. Yeah. And that's a mistake. That is a mistake. Great. These are all wonderful tips, Robin. I'm so happy to have had this chance to talk to you. Um, and since resources um, are a, a bountiful on the internet and you've got a lot of them on your website. I'd love for you to um, give our viewers and listeners the URL where they can find out more about your work online. So they can go to drrobinsilverman.com and they can find my podcast on iTunes under how to talk to kids about anything. Wonderful. I'm going to look forward to that for sure. Thanks again for your time, Robin. I really appreciate it. Have a good one. It's my pleasure. Bye-bye. This is Annie Fox for Family Confidential. To learn more about my work with tweens, teens, and their parents, visit AnnieFox.com. And check out my parenting book, Teaching Kids to Be Good People, Progressive Parenting for the 21st Century. And my latest book for tween girls, The Girls' Q&A Book on Friendship, 50 Ways to Fix a Friendship Without the Drama. Please rate us on iTunes. It helps other folks find the show. Family Confidential Podcast is produced by Electric Egg Plant creators of books and apps for parents, kids, tweens, and teens. And tune in next time when my guest will be Dr. Rachel Cowart. Dr. Cowart is the author of the new book, A Parent's Guide to Video Games, the essential guide to understanding how video games impact your child's physical, social, and psychological well-being. Until next time, happy parenting. Happy parenting.